fun. Welcome back, strangers. Today we're doing our weekly live stream, and we have an amazing guest. We have Markbot. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, she's a horror sci-fi narrator and uh, the best interviewer of other narrators. Kicks our butt. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't. I, I actually think you guys are doing a wonderful job. So, I mean, I, I see you guys growing. It. You're doing a little bit of everything, and that's amazing. <laughs> you have the whole professional stance down. Like, your voice, everything, it's so professional. Ours is, we, we, we wing it. So. <laughs> you know, I don't know why people say that. Um, they, they say, you're so professional at what you do. I don't, I just... I just do what I do. You know, I don't even overthink it or anything. And I think you guys are doing something pretty, pretty similar, if not better. So don't dog yourself. You, you solves. You guys are professional too. We're like the poor man interviewers, but <laughs> we are excited to kind of flip the table and be interviewing you. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Uh, for anyone that's new to our channel, my name is Blake. I do editing slash voice stuff slash whatever, man. It's just, Strange stuff. Yeah. I'm Ethan, another half of the strangest. I help write the scripts, edit some, post stuff on our social media accounts. You should follow if you're not already. Uh, together we do, in case you don't know, we do unsolved mysteries, travel to haunted places, do different videos on that. Try to do it at least once a week, and then we do weekly live streams every Friday. So usually we have a guest or it's just us. So check us out every Friday night. But really glad we could interview Margbot because we had her we were on her channel a couple months ago and we had her briefly on a stream last month about reddit and uh the youtube horror so i'm glad you could join us uh so how do you introduce yourself to strangers on the internet did we do a proper introduction or how do you describe yourself um a description of me i don't know i feel like you guys have so many more subscribers here than i do so i probably should tell people that i'm basically known for the interviews in the community and the horror genre uh, mostly the narrators some of the creators of music some writers um and i also do do stories occasionally because i actually started out um, narrating creepypastas but what i'm known for is the interviews <laughs> sure how did you get into doing the interviews? Like, what was your idea for doing it? And how did you get started? Uh, honestly, I think the reason why that even came into mind is because I wanted to know more about the channels that I listened to. Um, because I originally stumbled upon this community and I had no idea there was an actual community. I think it was actually Creeps McPasta. Um, my my memory's terrible, by the way. But I do think it was uh, Creeps McPasta, and I commented on his videos and things, and eventually I just found actual Twitter and the Twitter accounts after I made my own channel. But I realized that there's nothing out there, in, or there, at the time, there was nothing out there in regards to Creeps or any of the narr other narrators that I had, you know, grown to watch. Um, so I wanted to get to know more of the people behind the channels. So I thought, hey, you know, why not reach out and try to interview them? So that's how the idea was born. Were you nervous at first? Like, how did you, like, prepare for it when someone said yes? Uh, you know, it's really odd because I started out doing it with friends, with uh, friends that I had formed in the community, so it was easier. But as I went on, and, you know, the people who I was interviewing weren't as acquainted personally with me, I realized I was just kind of, I don't know, I guess a natural, not to sound cocky or anything, but um, I 
even in real life, people, I'm one of those people that other people come to and they tell them their life stories. I guess there's something comforting about my presence um, and people feel they can open up. So I think that kind of transferred over into the interviews where people are just, you know, that's why, like you guys said, you know, just you should feel like you're just hanging out, like you're just with friends. And that's what I tell people when they're nervous too. And, you know, eventually they do have fun and they do enjoy the interviews and that gets them to, you know, communicate a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely noticed that too. At first, everyone's kind of a little, you know, to themselves. You're like, all right, you know, I don't want to talk. But by the end, it's always a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. what I try to do. Yeah, it's a good time, though. It's really good getting to know different people in the community. So I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, I think that's why I'm known in the community more for my interviews is because. I kind of try to tease out the personalities of these narrators that people have been listening to for forever or they're just now getting to know. And it's a nice feeling to know that there's these, you know, actual human beings behind all these stories that they read, I guess. Definitely. Because, I mean, and that's something we kind of thought about when we first started. It's like people are hearing our voice through our videos, but they don't really know who we are. Like a lot of people, it's kind of hard to introduce your own personality into your videos. So it's nice to have an opportunity to do stuff like this where you get to kind of flesh out who someone is, see what's behind the voice. You know, I like that. So it's, it's good. We're people. Yeah, we are people. Um, I think that's, you know, that maybe that's a bad side of me doing interviews or with being very involved with the community because there was a period of time where I was even more involved with the community. Um, and I'm pretty sure anybody who's followed my channel for at least a year is, is aware of that, that I was way more entrenched into the community. Um, and I had a friend once call me the Barbara Walters <laughs> of, of, you know, of the horror community, but Barbara Walters was able to interview people that she may not have been fond of. And because I've gotten to know so much about the community, it's kind of put me off to interviewing certain creators. And some of them are creators that, you know, everybody knows and loves, but I know a little bit more about them, or maybe I know too much about them. And it's kind of like, no, I don't really want to interview that person. I don't want that person on my channel, you know? So, yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, you're judged by the people, you're the company you keep. So yeah, if you have definitely. somebody that you don't care about, I mean, chances are eventually they're going to find out how that person is. And then you're just like, oh, well, she, you know, she associates with them. Yeah. So exactly. I don't blame you. Yeah. Swamp mentioned that to us, like how you have to be careful if you collaborate with someone and then their channel dies and it just looks like you're promoting someone who doesn't really care. And then you kind of devalue your other collaborations. So you have to be a little bit careful about who you choose to work with. So. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's really sad. I was actually just uh, I tweeted out about that a couple of days ago. Um, I understand that real life happens. You know, sometimes people are no longer able to continue this for. I mean, I don't want to invalidate other reasons, but you know, for for real reasons, for real issues. Um, but it always bums me out when a channel that I interviewed just completely goes off the radar. Um, some of them entirely announced, hey, I'm shutting down. I don't want to do this anymore. This is boring. And others just disappear. And it's just sad, you know, because it's like, it's not just the fact that I took my time to try and interview you, to try and help you grow or try and get people to know you better. But it's the fact that, you know, well, there goes your effort too, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't even think about it. It's also your effort kind of going downhill. 
That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a really bad way to look at it. That's kind of pessimistic, but still, I mean, it's true though. It's true. Cause I mean, if that the time you put into it, like preparing for stuff and then you promote it and like introduce your subscribers to it. And usually like when we're, especially when we like, work with uh, like a smaller channel, like it's like really kind of like champion them. Like, cause it's like, we really like the channel. So we want it to grow. And then if it went quiet, we haven't had anyone really go quiet though. So I'm really That's glad. great. And I hope so, it never happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do hope it never happens. I feel like maybe I caught a little bit more of it because I've been doing this for since before the whole apocalypse. And I feel like the first kind of wave of people who left were because of the initial apocalypse. And then now there's people who are dropping because of the recent changes. So, you know, it, it just kind of comes in waves now. Whereas, you know, you guys are fresh and, you know, everybody who's here, I feel like is, is going to stick it out still. So... Yeah, there's that. Um, going back to the whole thing with Swamp, because Swamp was such a promoter of absolutely everybody who, you know, that he believed in or or that approached him. I feel, I mean, I get demoralized when people kind of quit, but I can't imagine how he feels because I know he really puts his heart and soul into promoting other people. And then to have people, I know that there's been people who have been completely ungrateful of, you know, his help. And that's just awful. It's just, Going back to the whole thing of of you will you know, the company you keep is kind of important. I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Swamp's great. <laughs> he really does a lot for the community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got a lot of good advice too. We were kind of you know pecking his head about it the other day. Well, yesterday, it's <laughs> like so you know, you got any tips? We you know we can steal off you. He knows a lot, and it's crazy because, I mean, I've interviewed Swamp, I want to say three times, funny enough, once when he first started, and that interview didn't go the greatest, and then I had to interview him again, and then I think I interviewed him a third time for his anniversary, I can't remember, but it's interesting to know how much he's grown as a YouTuber and as a person when you go back and you look at those interviews, and his knowledge now is just so extensive on YouTube, and I mean, it's working for him, so he must be doing something, right? Exactly. Yeah. And he just he talks about it too. He doesn't. I mean, he shares it. It's really nice. And it's like deep stuff too. So it's like you gotta be taking notes. <laughs> like it is, it's impressive. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Sorry, I've kind of slacked on the chat. It's good to see you guys though. Uh, I'm just gonna catch up a little bit. Hey, oh, it's Rebecca. Never mind. Uh, hey, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey guys, how are you everybody? Um, and if you guys, you know, came here because of me, please check out the Strangest channel. They're awesome guys, um, and and subscribe to them. They really do have good content, and they definitely put a lot of effort into their creations. Oh, hi, Leah. Um, let's see. Yeah, same goes to everyone that's you know may not be introduced to Margbot yet. Check it out. It's good stuff. Check it out. Check her out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to assume genders on a bot. You know, you never know. This is 2018. Definitely a female bot there. <laughs> yeah. The voice seems feminine. But yeah. Uh, hey, Flying Llama Lover, Christopher. I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because I'm awful. <laughs> After Dark Paranormal, Charlene, Mariana, Sightless Saunderer, I'm close, Madre Verbowski. Lay, okay, I think we got Harry. Yeah. Okay. Tuxedo Cat, hi. <laughs> oh, hey, Tuxedo Cat. How's it going, man? Long time no see. Cool. Do bots have genders? They will eventually, I guarantee it. It's going to become a problem. 
There's going to be. We actually videos. already do, and I mean, I'm not going to get your stream demonetized, but I feel like female bots came before any other bots. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, Rosie off the Jetsons. That's about. There you go. There. Yep, that's definitely family friendly. <laughs> oh my uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for coming. We appreciate it. We're a little bit. Uh, I think, well, not very much late. We're a little later than usual because we're on completely different time zones across the country. So yeah. it's amazing that we just talk, talk to people all over. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that is that. I think that's one of the coolest parts about YouTube is people in the most unexpected places listen to your voice, and it's just mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely really neat, and getting to know like what life is like in other parts of the country or world, like that's pretty cool. Like it's, <laughs> I remember. Uh, Oh God, who said it? Who was it that was talking about the ice cream looking like butter? Oh, that was uh, Mr. Ramsey. Oh, I think okay. about that every time I see butter now. He said that like whipped butter, like he accidentally ate a spoonful of it off of a buffet thinking it was ice cream at the yeah. end of it. And now every time I see whipped butter, I just think it's ice cream because it kind of does look like vanilla ice cream <laughs> if you're not that. used to it. So scary. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Oh God. Good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with the whole Mar Margbot and the branding around it? So do you really like robots or what was that? I love robots. I love robots and it actually stems from, I don't know, I want to say I was about three when I first saw uh, an anime that was robot related um, in the Transformers. I actually have the Autobot symbol hanging on my wall currently. Um, like I'm an eight year old boy. Um, but it's just, it's always been entrenched in my, since my childhood in my life. Um, so I grew up with that huge, huge Transformers fan. Um, and I've just kind of grown with it. And then when I decided to start a channel, I'm like, what can I name it? And then I started thinking of all these cheesy names. I'm like, no, that's dumb. And then one of my friends, and then it just caught on with other my other friends. But when I was in high school, used to call me Margbot because of Autobot and my first name. So they just melded it together. So thus, Markbot was born. And then I was like, you know what? It would be so cool if my avatar was basically like half my face and the rest of it kind of like skin peeling off and there's like a robot underneath. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's Markbot. <laughs> yeah. We missed it. We could have been Blakebot and Ethanbot, but no. Had to be I the know. strangest. Yeah. <laughs> I think the strangest is pretty catchy, though. We wanted it to be as vague as possible. That way we never got stuck in just the horror, like the horror uh, world. It's like if for some reason something happens with horror, at least we can talk about just other weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've, it's grown on me a lot. The whole stay strange and stranger danger thing. Like that's Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the sky's the limit with how you guys can use your branding on that. So I think that was really smart. Yeah, talking about little kid things, like how you were a kid and liked robots and stuff my shirt is based off of a idea i had as a kid like stranger danger when i was like three i had a little like face mask I like, like i used to go around wearing that and call myself the stranger so i didn't know the backstory that's yeah, great that's, that's a really yeah oh see so you guys just learned something about each other nice yeah yeah, yeah. you never Very know what's nice. gonna happen on our stream i've actually got know. a navi wearing a shirt too but she's asleep so i'll leave her alone Aww. No, see, it's funny because if I saw your shirt right now out on the street, you guys could just generally sell that shirt and people wouldn't even like it wouldn't even have to lead back to your YouTube channel. I think hey, man, just wear it. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Though. That's Rebecca. Uh, Ethan's wife does all the shirt design. So she definitely deserves credit for that. 
She's mad nice. that I'm not Very wearing nice. a pink one. That uh, she made a pink one today, and I'm not wearing it, and she's upset. Oh, <laughs> good job, Rebecca, yeah. on uh, marketing them properly. Let's see. Oh God, there's all these bot talks. Uh, hey, don't turn around. How's it going? Uh, you know, I got to say, when I started the channel, though, I didn't know that there were other channels that had bot at the end of them. And then sometimes I got accused of ripping them off. And like, it, that was not the case at all. I just, I had no idea there were other bots. Like, I feel like I, at first I thought Rainbot was the original. And then Rainbot actually told me Litterbot preceded her. So I think it all started with Litterbot and then Rainbot. And then there's me. I don't know that there's another bot, at least not in the horror community. I think yours is pretty original. Like, I would have never, I mean, I guess, I think a Rainbot, like, is completely separate, so I would never have thought you guys like would have even been based off of each other. I guess that's kind of dumb. I guess there is, I guess you could say, but I think it's really cool. I think the whole picture thing. That's why the whole like intro questions are just about robots because I really like the whole branding <laughs> and stuff behind it. So I'm glad you liked the thumbnail because I was like trying to trying to go for that. Oh no, I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> like I saw that, I'm like, wow, they're good with their thumbnail. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, the the whole robot thing is just ingrained in my life. So, so yeah. do you have a positive, like, optimistic viewpoint on robots? Or do you think they're going to take over the world since a lot of your stuff has, like, destruction in the background? So at some point in my life, I am going to complete, because I already started an origin story for the Markbot character, because um, there is a story to, to her. Um, but, see, I feel like... There's many inven inventions that humans have come up with, and instead of helping our lives, they've actually taken away from them. They've kind of deteriorated our quality of life. Um, that's why we're becoming so antisocial, and unfortunately, I feel like eventually that's what's going to happen with robots slash AI. Kind of, as silly as this might sound to some of you, but kind of like an iRobot situation where they just get tired of our shenanigans, and they're like, well, whatever, you know, we're sentient too, so we should be able to have our own lives. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where it's going to end up going. The thing is, like, we've kind of traded in experience for convenience. Exactly. Like, everything is so much easier. You don't have to go out and actually meet people. You can just go online and swipe. Like, you don't have to do anything. Like, I don't have to get up and hit the light switch. I can just tell my, you know, Echo to do it for me. <laughs> so it's like it's we will have a very convenient future, but it's like you said, once they become self-aware, it's like, why are we taking orders from all of these really imperfect things? So we can yeah. do everything ourselves. <laughs> yeah. See, it's not just the self-aware part. It's the fact that we're designing these artificial intelligent creatures, I guess you could call them that are more intelligent or have the capability of becoming more intelligent than we are. And mm. A strange example, I guess, but the movie Wall-E, for all of you, those of you who have seen Wall-E, like, that's what's going to happen to humankind in, in the future. We're just going to become blobs because we just float around everywhere and everything's done for us, like you were saying, convenience. Yeah. And I think they'll look back and they'll be like, oh, my God, they warned us. Yeah. There's this old movie. It's called, what is it, Terminator? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, they, they predicted us. this. Yeah. But whatever. I hope I'm not alive when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the way it's been going, the last 30 years of technology has grown so quickly, you never know. Yeah. And it's curious because I've seen, you know, some reports that even little AI robots that have been designed um, with, you know, a particular pattern of behavior have already started exhibiting behavior that wasn't programmed into them. So, yeah, real interesting stuff. Yeah. 
And then, like, Elon Musk and a whole bunch of people are, like, against, like, doing AI or, or like, doing all the research into it to actually making a fully functional AI, AI just in case. Uh, what do you think about, do you think we're possibly living in a matrix? Like, if AI is possible and we could create another mind, that opens up the idea that we could create simulations. And then if that's a thing, then that means there's an infinite possibility of simulations because then simulations could build within each other. And then you're more likely living in a simulation. Do you think that's the case or do you think we're living in the real world? So it's really interesting you asked me that. And I'm just going to preface the rest of this interview by saying that some of my ideas or theories about existence may, be, may seem like really off the wall and may make anybody who's followed my channel before or anybody new like turn them off to it. Um, but I do think it's possible that we're living in a simulation. I mean, we have some of the brightest minds that have already speculated that we're living in a simulation. Um, and I mean, that's not fringe science. That's like I said, I think it was Elon Musk or Stephen Hawking, maybe both that have before speculated that we are li living in a simulation. So I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe that's how you explain deja vu <laughs> um, is, you know, it's a simulation restarting something. There was a glitch there. Something quite didn't go right. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deja vu. That would also explain all these green triangles above our heads. Yeah. It's like, seriously. I don't know what that's about. Like, I walked into a room one day and the door disappeared. I was just stuck. <laughs> I was just stuck in a loading screen. <laughs> oh my God. Weird shit, man. Yeah. I think it is possible. I think there's a lot of sci fi ideas out there that, I don't know, are completely possible. Maybe they're not that fictional or not as fictional as we think they are. And that's what gets me about Black Mirror. It's like it's all these futuristic stories. That it's like, oh man, that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, too much technology, and it always comes back to me like the little quote. It's like we spent so much time trying to figure out if we could that we didn't stop to think if we should. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. yeah, we can probably make some really cool stuff, but should we? Mm. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I, I mean, we're already putting chips in people to make sure they don't go missing. So that's another thing. Like when I was a kid, they always my family is really religious and they always talked about the mark of the beast and how, you know, there was gonna <laughs> yeah. be there was gonna be, you know, they were gonna put chips in people and it was gonna be the sign of the beast. And I'm just sitting here thinking, man, it would be so convenient to just pay with stuff with my hand. Like I can see it happening. I'd probably I'd probably be okay with it. You can do it with iWatches now, man. Just Apple Pay. Bing, though, with like with the certain like subways and stuff like that, McDonald's. Yeah, so. next will go on your skin. It'll be like a barcode or something like that. Yeah, the yeah, only thing I don't like is they'd start, you know, putting in stuff you don't know about. It's like, oh yeah, you you can do all this convenient stuff. It does track your location, <laughs> but yeah. other than that, we got See, that's that's one of the arguments for the reason why like technology rights are so it's so important. Like if you think about how crazy it was back in the day. Like everyone was so like the government can't read your mail, but now they're like any, anything online. If you put it out there, that's fair game. But people are saying that as like technology like becomes wearable and maybe integrates into you, like becomes a part of you, that's opening up the government or anyone to your whole mind or your thoughts or what you see. Since it just based on precedents we're setting now with cell phones and computers and what they can look at, so that's a scary thought. It's cool though because we all have tinfoil hats on, you know, right next to our desks. 
<laughs> we really should keep those beside our desk so when we go into conspiracy theories, that's just like our, our segue into a conspiracy That would be hilarious. Theory. You guys should definitely do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. And the thing is, they pitch it to us in a way where it's like, oh, it's making your life more convenient like you were saying earlier. And it's like, oh, you know, we can suggest restaurants that are around you, so let us track you. And it's just, that's, I mean, there's so much that that entails. I think that's why I kind of respect Apple. And I know maybe they're doing it under the table anyway. But the fact that Apple won't unlock Apple phones for, you know, the authorities, I respect that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I understand where sometimes it may seem necessary, but it's like a snowball effect. If you do it this one time, then, you know, you're kind of, giving them a way to pretty much hack into anybody's phone. And there goes privacy. Yeah. And then we're living in a dystopian future, next thing you know. Like, literally the other day, my phone made this weird beep I'd never heard before. And, like, there was no new notifications. I just looked over, I was like, oh, god damn it. The fucking government. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they got me. But then I also, like I said earlier, I have the Echo, Amazon Echo. And it's like, you know, if they want to listen to me, they probably can. So Yeah, they probably, you know, sample your your sounds there every so often um you know there's i know you guys have heard of this before you guys probably do this yourselves but the people who put tape over the cameras my desktop for youtube is actually in my room i don't have a camera on this there's a reason for that because <laughs> i've just heard of all the hackings that have happened it's not necessarily just the government either it's just we become so accessible to the world around us we forget who we're letting in so. exactly and again, Black Mirror kind of made me paranoid about webcams, too. It really <laughs> right? just makes me paranoid about everything. <laughs> it yes. should. Yeah. Uh, don't turn around. Said the blue light in the background is so cool. I keep thinking a bot is going to appear over there. I hope not. <laughs> I'll just operate in your house. Just teleport there. Oh, God. Like, it already freaks me out because my mic hears things I don't. So I'll hear something in the background. It's like, what was that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I was actually just talking to another narrator about that earlier because, you know, basically our mics are... Um, very hypersensitive to any sound that we don't even hear. So when you're wearing headphones, you know, you hear sounds maybe outside or whatever. But earlier today, um, I had the headphones on. I wasn't recording or anything, but the headphones were plugged into the mic. And I I was hearing sounds like if somebody, because it was pointing towards the kitchen, like if somebody was in there and there were things dropping. And I'm like, why am I not hearing that without the headphones? Because it sounded pretty loud. Um and I'm like, I'm the only one in the apartment right now. <laughs> what is going on over there? No, thanks. No, yeah. that's a hard no dog. <laughs> God, that's, yeah, it's creepy though. I mean, it also makes me wonder how deaf I am. Because it's like, I know that my hearing is getting worse, but it's like, I'm hearing things that I'd never, like the dog hears it, the mic hears it. I don't normally hear it. But yeah, it's a sad day. Does Getting it comfort old. you that the dog hears more than you anyway, even when you were a child? Like, they have extra That's good true. hearing, so. Yeah, she hears anything. Like, it's I funny. I mean, look like, at dog whistles. I... You can't hear that, <laughs> but they can hear it. Yeah. Whenever she, I mean, whenever I have company, she's the first to know, so. <laughs> I mean, it's but, good yeah. to have a little protector, man. <laughs> she's going to be a protector, too, man. So. Yeah, she's garbage at protecting though. Like, if oh. someone broke in, she'd just play with them. I think if they were really <laughs> trying to harm you, though, some instinct would kick in, man. Get to find out. We'll see. But yeah, she's she's getting big. She's already. Uh, I hate to wake her up. Hey, she's already like closing in on thirty pounds. Wow. She's only a few months old, so she'll probably 
Probably be around 50 to 60. She's yeah. a horse. So have you seen Black Mirror, Mark Bud? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I think they kind of lost me with the last season of it. It wasn't as good in my opinion. I think I only watched a few episodes of that. But it's definitely our ages version of the Twilight Zone. And, yeah. you know, I agree that it kind of foreshadows our future. <laughs> I think it was the very first episode where they're rating people. And it's like, oh, well, you can't use this because your rating is this low. And you can't go on a flight. And you can't rent this. Like, I feel like we're heading that way with our swipes. Yeah. I mean, it very well could. That could become the new credit. Yeah. So uh, it's it's crazy. What is that your like? What's your favorite episode? <sighs> I want to say my favorite episode is one in the new season, and that's the one where the mom could see everything the daughter was doing. Yeah, Archangel. Or yeah, I mean, I don't have kids, but I could see why that would be appealing to a mom. Um, cause I mean, your kid goes missing. What do you do? That's like a terrifying thought. So I, I could understand why the mom did it. It was terrible the way it ended up though. Definitely. I really like shut up and dance. Shut up and so different. Which one was that one? That was the one with the webcam where, uh, they watched him and then they made him do stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's good. Go watch it. People. It's on Netflix. Good stuff. Yeah. It'll someone's make you really upset <laughs> yeah someone said they hadn't seen it you should definitely check it out if you like sci science fiction or the twilight zone or just learning a moral thing of the sto story but uh what's hold on someone ask uh harry ask what's your favorite robot film what are your favorite like science fiction or horror like movies or tv shows books like what in what inspires you or what do you like read or watch in your spare time um, so I will answer the robot film and it's probably not going to be what you guys think it, it is. Um, I was asked this question by a f Twitter follower yesterday and just generically speaking, because I grew up with this, I, I love the Transformers movies, but the other films that I like that incorporate robots aren't like the blowing up, you know, action that, you know, people might assume that I like. I actually really enjoy robot and Frank. Have you guys seen that movie? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. You just have to oh. check it out. It's just so heartwarming. So basically, this robot is assigned to this older gentleman, um, you know, because he can't do everything on his own anymore. And it's yeah. the relationship between him and the robot. Oh. Yeah. Is it older or is it not? Um, it isn't an old movie. I want to say it came out within the last 10 years. Okay. Let's um, check it out. So, yeah, definitely I would recommend it. I forget what the actor's name is, but it has, you know, a, a good actor in it as the older um, gentleman. I love Wally. <laughs> I know it's animated and maybe it doesn't count, but I do love Wally because I feel like it kind of foreshadows where our society is going if we keep going down the path we're going. Wally, though, has also like an optimistic viewpoint the fact that humans just live a life of luxury and we have robot servants. I mean, it's not like the it's not like the movie in time where the rich like or uh what's the other movie where it's Matt Damon and he has to go to the space station up that where they keep free healthcare. So I mean everyone's got Elysium? Some universal Yeah, Elysium. So some people people have like universal like robots and everything are making your life better. It's just you yeah. also destroyed the planet at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's, it's got both viewpoints. So yeah. Um, so there's that one. Um, I also really enjoy iRobot and Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner is kind of a classic, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just because it, it really touches upon 
the existence of what it is to be a robot that is sentient and has self-awareness. Um, so definitely those, and there's actually a new one, but I kind of, I'm hesitant to share the title because I feel like it gives away the entire twist of the movie. There is a movie on Netflix um, that I recently watched. It's very good. And I mean, I feel like I'm just talking about nothing now because I can't tell you guys the, the name because the robots are the entire twist. <laughs> um, but yeah. Watch every single movie on Netflix thinking that there's going to be a robot twist. Hey, it was recently released. If that... Uh, that kind of <laughs> narrows it down. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, so that's that's answers the robot question. Now, as far as what do I like to watch that's like horror slash sci-fi, um, I don't know that there's very many shows currently on that are horror slash sci-fi on TV. At least Stranger Things, I'm... just saying. Like Stranger Things is a good one. I mean, that's I like pretty much it. like the only like main one that so I watched. I loved the first season of Stranger Things. I couldn't get into the second season. I watched like three episodes and it just wasn't there for me anymore. I don't know what happened. Yeah, some people have bad taste, but no I'm kidding. But no, I uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know which one I liked better. I think the I was hoping for more of like a connection between. Like them to explain more, I guess. Maybe the third season will be better. But uh, I really like that. I really like. I've kind of. I'm a sucker for the '80s genre, like the '80s horror genre. It. Uh, what was it? Uh, Super Eight stuff like that. So. Yeah, you know, I. Okay, so this isn't horror. Well, it kind of is horror, but it's more dystopian. Um, the Handmaid's Tale. I'm a huge fan of that. That's I'm a series, right? Yeah, it's a series on Amazon. So I'm a huge fan of that one. And uh, did you guys ever watch the Being Human, the UK version, not the American version? I haven't. Okay. I feel like I'm just it hasn't been on, on for a few years. I want to say like five, six years. That was a really good show. And that one was basically a werewolf, a vampire, and a ghost living together. <laughs> I was about to say, I think I've seen this movie. It was like Twilight. <clears throat> but you'd have to throw the ghost in there. Oh, yeah, so. no, not not Twilight. Sorry, close. no ghost there. <laughs> Very close. No, actually, this is way better than Twilight. Um, sure. But I highly recommend the UK version so if you're looking for some horror show to watch. Um, as far as reading, uh, this is horror sci-fi, and it's actually being made into a show, which I'm very apprehensive about. Um, it's one of my favorite book series. It's called The Passage. The first one is called The Passage um, by Justin Cronin. And that one about vampires, but not in the sense that you might think. It's one of those viral vampire situations. It was very good. Highly recommend it. Hopefully they don't murder it. <laughs> a lot of times when my they fingers. Do. It's going to be on Fox. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but it is Ridley Scott who is involved. Oh, that's good. So we'll see. I'm crossing my fingers. Trust me. Yeah, I think How many if books he's, are there? If he's in there, I think that it'll make sure it's good. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, it continues after one season, so. True. But, but of yeah, course, I mean, these are the things I'm into as far as, you know, watching. What are your opinions on American Horror Story? <laughs> um, I know it's definitely got a lot of ups and downs. It really has. Mostly downs lately. I didn't. I watched the first episode of Roanoke, and I stopped. That's a bad time. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's where I stopped. <laughs> I like the first season and the third season, and this next season is a crossover between the first and third season, so I'm excited about that. 
but yeah, I haven't honestly seen, I never saw Roanoke or any of the other ones, but I heard they were terrible. Um, I stopped really watching at hotel, even though my interest was kind of waning then. And then I gave Roanoke, like I said, a chance. I watched one episode and it had like this documentary feel to it. Like they, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that show called a haunting where they like interview people that these paranormal things are happening to. Yeah. It was like a terrible version of the haunting. (laughs) Yeah, I heard it was really weird, but Jessica Lange is coming back, and I feel like yes, she's the. Yes, and I'm so hopeful. I am so hopeful. That's why I'm going to be watching again, and yeah. Because I mean, if you notice, when Jessica Lange left, the quality just kind of yep <laughs> went down. Yep. The so. question is, which came first? Did the quality decline because she left, or did she leave because she knew the quality would decline? Haha. Mm, that's a good that's question. That's a true point. I don't yes. know. I like Freak Show though. That was literally like the last one. That she was a part of. So, you know, I couldn't watch the freak show because I don't like clowns. Oh, that's the best. Like, I think <laughs> you got to watch what freaks you out the most. Like, for me, it's like mannequins and dolls. Like, that gets me. So, Dead Silence is one of my favorite movies. Ooh. But clowns, that's, that's, that's up there. I mean, it. I love it. So, <laughs> see, I, I went to watch it and, um, I jumped in the theater. Like I was like facing my fears with my sister. And yeah, I mean, I don't regret it. Don't get me wrong, but I won't often willingly put myself in the path of a clown. Yeah. It, I was very happy with it. I think I always feel weird talking about it because it's so (laughs) confusing, but uh, it was a good movie. It was one of my favorite horror movies recently. Uh, I think they definitely did good. I'm excited for part two. Like they, the first 10 minutes really threw me off guard and I was like, whoa, this is going to be a good movie. So very excited to see that. But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, all the clowns. What's yeah, your like, favorite movie, Ethan? What, me? Well, well, as far as like clowns and fears, like what's your biggest fear rather? Oh, I hate flying. That's, that's my number one fear. So, uh, I guess I don't really have a real. I, have the mo- I guess the, my favorite scary movie this year, if you haven't seen it, A Quiet Place. I really think that's different. It's something cool. I mean, a lot of people liked Heredit- Hereditary. Is that how you say it? Or Heredity? Something. Hereditary. Yeah, I suck. I pronounce and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that was decent, but I really liked A Quiet Place, and I liked it. I mean, I've been reading more scary stuff. Like I read The Shining and the It books, so. I, mean, I like Stephen King. So, I'm trying to think of a good horror movie for, uh, for you. So you're scared of planes. Uh, how do you feel about snakes? Oh, yeah. I know where you're going. I almost said that as a joke. But I mean, I... <laughs> it was too oh low gosh. for you, but I went for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talking about the – someone mentioned – Flying Llama mentioned The Nun. I'm excited for The Nun because, like, Conjuring, The Conjuring is my favorite, like, horror, I guess, film series. Or universe, I think it's really cool. Like the first Conjuring and the second one, Blake, like saw me jump and do stupid um, stuff in the theater. I'm really, really funny to watch a scary movie with. So I, I've told the story before, but we're just watching it, and then all you hear is ah, and the phone just flies. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so I have to ask, what is the scariest scene in any movie for you guys? Do you have one? Ethan's is probably. Hopefully, I'm right. Ethan's isn't even a horror movie. <laughs> wow! Why? Well, what, what do you think mine is? This is the end. Oh yeah, that one definitely. That oh that jump God. scare got me. Like, 
And the funny thing about that is that same jump scare. I was watching on a plane the last time I was on a plane. It got me again on the plane and freaked Which scene? <laughs> it's the scene with the demon. It just hops out of nowhere, and I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. Every time okay. it gets me. And I knew it was in there. <laughs> it still got me. So. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's kind of cheap because now it doesn't bother me at all. But the first time I saw Insidious, uh, the part where the red you know, demons like behind his head, that really got me. Like Darth I don't Maul. jump. Yeah, Darth Maul. <laughs> like his first appearance made me jump. And that's, I usually don't jump, but it got me. Because it was just so sudden. It was like, it didn't, like, it's just like pan over, pan back there. So that got me. And I don't even care for Insidious that much anymore, but it still got me. What's yours? So for me, it's a tie of two. One's going to sound utterly ridiculous, but I feel like maybe some girl in the chat can relate to this. Um, I think it was the first paranormal activity where or maybe it was the third. I can't remember. But there's this one scene where they're looking at them when they're little girls, the, the original oh. sisters. And there's a ghost that just grabs her by her ponytail and she's just levitating in the air like by her ponytail. And I'm just like, oh, my God, if that happened to me, I would just totally lose it. So, yeah, it really freaked me out. That and the other one is in Sinister, which I highly recommend to everybody if you guys haven't seen it. Have you guys very seen it? Very good. Yes, very yeah, good. Yeah, I love Sinister. Some people hate it, though. It's oh, that's another favorites. scene. I know what scene you're talking about, and I agree 100%. What scene is it, according to you, my the reader? Lawnmower. Yes! Oh, my yes, gosh! That yes. got me, because it was so unexpected. I was yes. like, oh, my God. Exactly. I mean, oh. all of those little clip videos are just so disturbing, but the lawnmower one was especially disturbing. Yeah, that did make me jump because it was just like, all right, what's going on? Then, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> and I, I own the second one. I haven't watched it. I know it's probably not as good as the first one. But it's not. But, it's you not. know, it's still entertaining. Um, the first one does have that factor that it's new and that you probably haven't seen anything like it, at least in a very long time. And the second one's like, okay, well, you know, there's videos involved. So that kind of takes away from some of, some of it. And, you know, there's I, I appreciated the fact that they brought the cop back in. Like, that's the tie-in. So that was okay. kind of nice. But yeah, I would yeah, watch it anyway. I want to watch that again. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how much I like that movie. <sighs> um, Thick Ginger asked, Oi, Margbot, have you heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? I have. Um, one of my really good friends is actually really into it or is getting into it right now just because there's such a universe involved now. Um, what do you guys know about Five Nights at Freddy's? I just know that it's like a Chuck E. Cheese type deal where like they're killer animatronics or there's like killers hiding in the animatronics i'm not too sure i know way too much about it oh god uh, you're one of those <laughs> yeah like i i came in when they fir the first game came out and like there was no hipster <laughs> yeah i mean really it was like in the first couple weeks when i first started getting uh popular and it was just a bare bones game that see at at first glance it looked like just a horror jump scare game but then people started noticing little pieces in the background that told a story and it just grew and grew and like it got to the point where there's such an elaborate story it's so messed up like at face value it's just these animatronics coming after you but when you f find out the lore you realize it's like the spirits of dead children murdered children that are uh you know taking over the animatronics so it's like who did it who killed them why they kill them it's just it's evolved into such a thing it's actually they're making a movie out of it which i believe comes out next year or 2020 but uh, it's it's really a fascinating thing. Like it's so. It's can good. we have a the strangest explains Five Nights at Freddy's video? 
I would love to do that. I have actually <laughs> promised uh, Thick Ginger <laughs> that I would make one, but I haven't gotten around to it. It's just I hate, you know, especially now with the duplication, but, like, I hate to, you know, just kind of relay what other people have already said because I have nothing to bring to it. Like, I'm stumped. Like, there's a game theory, if you've ever heard of him. He mm-hmm. does a whole series on it that he just knocks it out of the park. Even the creator was like, oh, man, you kind of nailed it. So it's definitely good it's good it's definitely worth looking into i don't know if it's more interesting because i have been like there from the beginning but like it's definitely a really cool game series and the fun thing that's really cool about it is the guy that made it he actually just made christian games and uh they never did well people said that his figures looked like animatronics and they were creepy so his last ditch effort as a game designer was to make a horror game you know kind of emulate you know not emulating but uh capitalizing on his creepy figures and then he just became a multi-millionaire wow so it's it's crazy uh let's see don't turn around sorry asked did you see the english misfits i did not see the english misfits don't turn around and thank you so much for being here yeah i haven't seen that either let's see i heard it's pretty good though the new predator looking dope though i do want to see that they're just remaking all the movies. Uh, let's see. Anyone have you guys? Like, I was going to ask, have you guys seen that? Um, it's a YouTube channel, the Bedtime Horror Stories from the Clown. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I have seen. I, I haven't seen a lot of the videos, but I've seen him around. Yeah, if I don't want to sleep, that's what I tune into. <laughs> yeah, his intro just like gets me. His voice, too. Like, oh, my God. And he's usually always in character, which is kind of cool, but it's also terrifying. So, have yeah. you interviewed him? I have not, but he is on my list, even though he doesn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, he seems uh, definitely like the you know the theme and the mask is really creepy. I do. So, of course, you I, don't like clowns, so I, I guess you don't you're... like clowns. So <laughs> yeah, I'll just, just have to turn off that. like my screen when I'm interviewing him. Hi, pop. <laughs> Sorry. This is oh, you're fine. Yeah, she was being loud upstairs, so I came and got her. I would put Navi on the screen, but then they'll probably freak out at each other. <laughs> Not, Navi and Sasquatch don't really get along yet. Have so. you played the game A underscore 2481? No, I've never heard of it. What's, what is it? Do you guys know? I have not. No. What, what kind of game is it? Yeah. Like what platform? How do you play it? Can you stream it? Because Blake needs a game to stream. I do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm speaking of which, I don't know if I told uh, the stream. I've actually out of commission for gaming uh, for a little bit because we had a lightning storm and I found out the hard way that my outlets were faulty. So Ouch. it fried my computer, my TV, and my game capture. Oh my God, that's awful. Yeah, luckily two of the three were under warranty, <laughs> but my TV was not. That's terrible. So go donate to their Patreon, guys, because he needs <laughs> Just, Just uh, so- Donate to the Blake Needs a New TV tier. Oh, also, if you're, we just released a new Patreon video today, if you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even know. Ethan. I was going to say, did you even know, Blake? <laughs> I didn't know. What's it it's about? Actually, it's narrated by Rebecca. Oh, really? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's different. It stars her, and it's, it's different. It is really cool. So I had fun editing it. That's also the reason why we don't have a new video yet, is because I was working on that. Because I wanted to get it out for August, so just that's a real all quick... you get to know. So if you want to know what it's actually really about, go subscribe to their Patreon, guys. 
So it's actually about a stranger at the door (laughs) of your house, a girl's home alone. So that's a quick thing. Our Patreon, we do, uh, let's see what else, uh, do shower narrations (laughs) and, uh, let's see what other weird stuff post old, uh, like our rough drafts to videos and stuff that gets cut. So that's a quick plug. Sorry. Let's shift to something else I have on the outline. It's so cool, though, because interview- I was the one who threw it in there. It wasn't you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to take <laughs> advantage of it because we did release it today. So, but, uh, so how do you prepare for an interview? Like, do you ever freak out if it's a big YouTuber? What, what's your process? Um, I don't have much of a process to prepare anymore. I think the only times I've kind of been shy or freaked out a little bit is when I've interviewed my favorite narrators those are probably the only times I ever like get kind of shy. And then it's interesting too, because I tend to hang out with you guys. I, I think you guys noticed that last time. Like I hang out after, after we're not live anymore. Like I like to interact. Hey, I like making yeah. friends. Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but when it comes to particular narrators, like I really look up to, or like that there's some of my favorites, I kind of shut down and I get all shy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no real preparation other than sending out the questions, um, which, you know, initially I would give people like, I don't know, two weeks advance for the questions. And then I realized people were like not even looking at them. And, you know, there were a couple of times where I got one or two narrators that didn't look at them and they were kind of taken aback by some of the stuff I asked, which wasn't inappropriate or anything, but I guess they weren't prepared. So I'm like, maybe I should send them closer to the date. But now I've kind of gotten to the procrastination phase where I literally send it like 24 hours before. <laughs> so yeah. that's my bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, no no real preparation. This is just me. Like literally what you guys get on on the streams. It's just who I am. Yeah, I like that though. Like I think that you're going to get a more genuine interview if you don't have time to prepare for a question. Like, I don't know, personally, I know some people, they like to know what they're getting into, but I I like the shock factor. Makes you think on your toes. Yeah, definitely. Um, there have been a few narrators where I've asked them questions that may have kind of been either personal or controversial. So those I definitely, you know, let them know. Like, if you need me to take anything out, then please do so. Um, there, I have gotten requests for a particular narrator that I personally don't know too much about, but I know there are some controversial things going on around the community about him. So I've been asked oh, it's like, a hey, him. <laughs> it's like, it's a him. So people kind of <laughs> want me to do like this kind of exposed video, like a Markbot exposed stream or something and just come out and ask him about those particular things. But I don't know if I want to take my channel in that direction. So yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Is it real so, I mean, controversy or is it like, how did you grow so fast? Are you botting? Are you the real bot or is it something different? No, that is the controversy. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I kind of smelled that too, Ethan. Yeah, we heard that last night too out of nowhere. I'm like, wow, this is really hitting home with people. Never thought it bothered other people this much. So that's interesting. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, just we'll definitely keep that anonymous. Uh, what day is that coming out? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what do you have? Let's blow that up. That might go viral. Oh my gosh. Anywho, um, off topic a little bit. I just thought I'd throw this in there to segue because I don't want to fuck with people. (laughs) Um, So next Monday is our one year anniversary. Oh, sad. And 
by a like our first video ever was uh, yeah, on September date, man. <laughs> what when is it? It's next Thursday. Oh, how never mind. Be a Monday, <laughs> okay, I'll explain why I thought it was next Monday. I'm getting confused because all right, so our first video was about Notre Dame uh, in yeah. Indiana. And by a weird turn of events, on Monday, I'm going back to Indiana. So I was thinking about doing a The Strangest Returns video, like a live stream or something. So I think that would be pretty cool. Might as well. <laughs> it's like I yeah, have no choice. Come back full circle. I there's a think that would be cool. Yeah, there's a tiny part that added to... We did a collaboration with Goodnight Goosebumps on university videos where he did... A, I did a compilation of our videos and I added to some of them in Notre Dame. I added a tiny section to it, but I don't know if it's enough to make a video of it. Also, Michael Scott, we're supposed to do a collaboration with him eventually uh, September 13th for Mothman again. And I, I had a whole part of that script that I cut out that I gave to him. So I don't know if he'll do anything with it, but that that's something cool. So I, I mean, no disrespect or anything, but every time you guys say Michael Scott or post something with Michael Scott, all I can think about is Dunder Mifflin. God, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we talked oh, about gosh. that before. Like, it's it's unfortunate because whenever I tell someone, it's like, you should check out Michael Scott. They're like, The, the Office? I've watched that. It's like, well, just, just YouTube it. They're like, it's The Office is coming up. Yeah, exactly. So. It's unfortunate because he's got really good content. If you haven't interviewed, you should interview him. That is a really good suggestion. Michael Scott, he's an awesome guy. He's super nice. It'll be a fun time. Will he so. be upset if I cracked under Mifflin jokes? Like just one. He's got to be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll definitely check him out. I don't think I've seen his channel. I think uh, you guys have had him on a couple of times, um, but I don't right. think I've ever actually uh, checked out his channel. So I'll definitely do that. Usually um, when we mention his name, he pops up. So I'd give it about five seconds. He'll probably talk to you. <laughs> okay, no worries. Yeah, he's really nice. Yeah. Carrie asked, like, who's your favorite person you interviewed? And I had a question similar, like, was, what was it like to interview Chills? Was he your favorite or was someone else? Uh, you know what? I don't think I have a favorite interview. I do have the interviews where I've interviewed some of my favorite narrators, but I don't think I have a favorite one. Um chills he's such a relaxed guy i mean he i was so i know there's still people i'm not saying that i put anybody on a pedestal but i was so humbled that i i don't even remember if i was at 1k at the time maybe i was already but he reached out to me and i was like whoa like i lost it i was like i fell out of my chair i was like how does he even know about my channel you know but he's like hey you know if you wanted to interview me like i'd be up for it and that's I was really like, cool yeah, no, definitely. He's a real humble guy. He's not snooty at all, even though he has a big channel. So, um, yeah, it was it was nice being able to to just kind of get to know him better because, you know, most of the bigger channels with one million subscribers or even half of that amount, like it's impossible to talk to them. But no, he completely reached out to me. He was really down to earth. He was super kind. And ever since then, he's included me, I think, in one or two of his things on his channel. So, That's yeah. That's really cool. I didn't yeah. know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a pretty cool dude. Um, he he tries to help out the community in certain ways, but I feel like because so much has happened, people don't realize it maybe. Um, but he did a huge, massive, like I think record-breaking collab of a lot of the smaller channels on top 15s where he had 15 different stories, basically narrations that he gave, you know, some of the smaller channels. Actually, I think... 
I think all of us were relatively small channels. I think the biggest channel was probably like 200K that he included in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was cool of him to do, to reach out to the community, even though he doesn't have to, because he has a massive channel. Um, How yeah, big was, was he when he when you interviewed him? Do you remember? He was definitely over a million. I mean, he's wow, at what, like 2 million so, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was over a million already. Like I said, super humbling. Um, but yeah, that I mean, no diva attitude there. It was really nice. Like it wasn't like his agent like reached out to me. <laughs> I had um, I actually had a narrator reach out to me. I think I've shared the story before. I had a narrator once reach out to me through his agent. His agent at uh, I think twenty thousand subscribers. He had an agent, maybe less. <laughs> and I was guaranteed all these quality views for if I interviewed him. It was really interesting. I still have the email. Hmm. Yeah. I know uh, back in college, I did a, a, like a, a side, like a business. And one of the things like I promoted it with YouTubers and it was, I was amazed about the number of like agent responses I got and the number oh of like, God. how much are you going to pay for this? <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, I was not expecting this. I didn't yeah. know how, and that was back in, like 2012, 2013. So I can only imagine now that's even more about the cutthroat about money. So you should tell but them see, what the product was. I think oh, a lot of people would be excited about it. Oh yeah, then we then we have to sell it. So you guys, have you guys ever heard about this amazing amazing product called Yoga Pants? Back then, it was more revolutionary a little bit. <laughs> uh, but if you're a female, have you ever wondered like why does your yoga pants not have pockets or why are the pockets not comfortable? You can't carry stuff in it. But have you had yoga pants with pockets? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty comfortable. I've never. <laughs> Ethan's never wearing worn them right them, now. Like, no, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's why I sleep in. But no, from the pe people who have had them, they, they really like them. So, I mean, Rebecca still has like a good supply of them. So, so when are you shipping them out? I mean, anytime you can just direct message us. It's like fifteen bucks, and that goes shipping. So hey, that's a good crossover price. where one ash cheek says stranger, the other one says danger. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. If you do want like the strangest logo on it, we could stamp it on there too. So you know, that, that would be you have to put a little bit more because I would go to Rebecca because that's her hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you get stranger danger on your butt, though, I feel like that's the makings of a let's not meet story or a true scary story. <laughs> Hey, we'll just tell them you have to submit your story to us. <laughs> we'll reenact it. <laughs> we made an extra pair to reenact them with. So, no. Spooky Whispering says pockets are my lifeblood. <laughs> yeah. Pockets are every girl's lifeblood, just saying. Like, when they're in our dresses, we love having pockets in our dresses. <laughs> I grew up with three sisters, so I know the importance of pockets. It's like whenever we went to like an amusement park or anything, they're like, can, we, can I put this in your pocket? Can, can I give you this? Can you put it in your pocket? And it's like, just because I have four pockets, I'm not a four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. The simple pleasures in life of having Seriously. pockets. I agree. Pockets are important. All right. So sorry about that tangent. What's next on the thing, Ethan? <laughs> okay. So in your interviews, do you have any like regrets or things you wish you would have asked, said, or done differently afterwards? Do you ever have like a post interview depression type thing? I had a situation like that and it's a very particular question. I was like, why well, didn't I ask that? Um, what DeBurk? Are you guys familiar with DeBurk 321? I, I am not. I'm sorry. 
he does countdown videos. So for most of his videos, I don't think he does them anymore, but for most of his videos up until that point, he had this weird little chuckle at the end of them. And I don't know, to me, that was kind of like his trademark. Because if you go check out his videos, trust me, you'll know what I mean. Like check out some of his earlier. It's a very distinct chuckle. And I meant to ask him that while I was interviewing him and I didn't. And I was beating myself up about it over over it. And um, I actually messaged him. I was like, hey, you know, I just have to know what's with the chuckle. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even something significant. It wasn't like a big deal to him or anything. I think it was just something that he did like the first few times, if I recall correctly, and then he just kept doing it. But to me, it was like, ah, I felt like this was important. I feel like this was should have been included in the interview because of the fact that it does stand out from his videos because he's doing top 10 murderers or top 10 whatever and all of a sudden he ends it in a chuckle you know <laughs> but yeah um so that was one i beat myself about up about something i regret not doing in my interviews uh since the beginning i try to do it now um but it's not asking the person or people i'm interviewing if or what their sub count is at that point in time. Because it would be nice to look back and be like, hey, this is who you were at 10K, or like, you know, you were super hopeful at 10K, and now you're not even there. No, not really. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I got to do that with Swan Dweller a bit, um, where we looked back throughout the years. Actually, I think it's only been two. Um, in like his third interview or second interview, we're like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember how hopeful you were? Do you remember how jaded you were? This and that, you know? So I, I want that ability to kind of have some, to be able to tie it back to like some growth, you know, or to, you know, like, okay, you've grown like a hundred thousand subscribers from the last time I interviewed you. <laughs> what was that? Oh, the beep. Oh no, I just saw you motioning at something and I was like, what, what is he doing? Oh, sorry. It was getting hot. So I was turning on my air conditioner. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Nothing fancy. I thought you were motioning at something. I was like, what is he trying to show me over there? Is this a signal? No. The like, right. sub-count idea is really, really good. Because that's what I was getting with the chills questions. Because I didn't know like how big he was when he did that. So that's really interesting. I mean, that's a pretty good point. And it does, like, it's a little time capsule then. And you have a better idea of it. Context. Yeah, exactly. So that is something that I, I regret not doing since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't turn around to ask, have there been any interviews that went really bad? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I know I've mentioned this previously on my streams, but there was, it was Swamp Dollar's first interview, and this was by no means his fault. Let me make that clear. Um, there was somebody, and this is where I quickly learned not to let people, even narrators, join my streams if I don't know them. <laughs> there was somebody who was well respected in the community. They have a larger channel. Um, Unfortunately, his personality doesn't transfer over well into live streaming. Um, and it actually he actually ended up having an argument with one of the other friends that I had on streams because back then I was actually allowing friends on active words. Um, I don't, I'm not able to do that as often now. But um, they ended up having an argument, which was kind of a heated argument in a way because they both have strong personalities. Um, and I was kind of like, this was one of my very first interviews. So I was kind of like a deer caught in headlights. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? This is what I get for, you know, allowing something on, somebody on the stream. I don't really know. Um, but, yeah, that one went badly, which is why I actually had to take that down. And I interviewed Swamp a second time. Oh. So, 
But that's the only time I've ever had, you know, knock on wood, hopefully the only time I ever will have, you know, a negative situation in a stream. Are all years again, we'll always... change it. <laughs> Are they always live or have you ever pre-recorded them? Nope, they're always live. I feel like that's part of it. I feel like it's not fun if it's not live. Like I've had people tell me like, oh, well, why don't you pre-record? Because that narrator is like across the world or something. I'm like, mm, that's this is not my style. Like, I just can't send you questions and have you record them. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but I am more than willing to accommodate to people's different time zones. Um, I think I've had a couple where I did them like Saturday at noon because of the fact that these folks were in the UK or wherever they were. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, no, it's, it's crazy to think how different the time zones are, but it's cool to be able to work with people like that. Yeah, definitely. So when you got started, what made you decide to start your own channel? Do you believe in the paranormal or you said you liked a bunch of other channels? How, like, how did you get involved in all of it? How did you get involved in the life? <laughs> I think uh, the narrator life chose me. I didn't choose it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think it happened because I was listening to other people. Um, I wanted a hobby. And I was like, you know, people often tell me that they enjoy my voice. Like most of my life, they're like, you sound so pleasant, you know. So for whatever reason, don't ask me. It's totally irrational. But I'm like, hey, people like my voice. Maybe they'll like it for horror, which isn't necessarily the case because people who have a pleasant voice don't necessarily have. Actually, I feel like it's they're almost opposites. If you have like a pleasant, lovely voice, you probably don't have the voice for horror or freaking people out. Um, but at the time I was like, hey, people like my voice uh, in real life, so maybe they'll like it on YouTube. And I just started doing this and here we are. Yeah, have you done any voice acting or had anyone like ask you about it? Because you really could be, you should start on like Fiverr or Reddit for hire and just narrate <laughs> stuff. Cause no, you could do an audiobook or like little commercial ad reads. Cause it is professional. You're like a newscaster, except you have like that professional sound, but you don't sound like a robot. So you have like the hu human side behind it. It's really fucking a good voice. So <laughs> Thank you got a you. fucking good that. voice. No, it is. It's a really it, it, like, <laughs> no, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and That's the narrator makes shit. a difference. No, like I think the voice is it's really cool because it doesn't sound it doesn't sound too like it sounds human, but it sounds really, really good. Like there's a human side to it because some people are really good. It almost sounds like they're going through the motions. I don't know. It's I it's appreciate a good that. I really do. I've never had anybody approach me about audiobooks. Um I mean, it would be really fun to do. What I am involved in, um, and hopefully I'm allowed to say this because if I'm not allowed to say this, I'm sorry. But Crypt TV, are you guys familiar with Crypt TV? I am aware of it. I want to watch it, but I'm aware of it. I don't, is it like, oh, no, wait, that's a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of a, the sci fi thing. It's like a cable. No, I have heard <laughs> of Crypt TV as well, but I have not watched it. I've been told to. I'm an awful procrastinator. So they have like they have their own little movies in there and they have um, different shows. They actually have seasons that are just starting up um, for their new shows. Um, there's the Sunny Family Cult. I know the Look See is very popular. Um, they are a bigger channel. They actually reached out to me um, to voice something that they're doing. I, I don't know if I can give too many details on that, but um, yeah, I mean, it was totally an honor to have them, like a bigger channel, reach out to me to voice something that they're going to put on their channel. That's um, really cool. Yeah. 
So hopefully that's coming out here soon. Um, Definitely let us know when it comes out so we can, I mean, not now, but let us know when it's safe to say. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely be sharing with, with everybody once it's out. Um, I know a few other narrators were approached in the community as well, and they're definitely higher quality channels and bigger channels than I am. And I don't know. It was just, I think it was actually thanks to folks like Don't Turn Around. I don't know if you're familiar with his channel. Um, don't Turn Around, CZ's World, that, you know, I even got noticed by them because I had an opportunity to, for a while, go to YouTube Space in LA. I don't That's know if you guys are familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I got invited by these folks who have bigger channels to come down to the YouTube space in LA when we were allowed to meet there because we're not really allowed to meet there anymore. Um, and yeah, I got I got to know them and I got to know the Crypt TV um, person. And yeah, so <laughs> here we are. I've always wanted to do like when we first started, we run the assumption that there was a uh, like a YouTube place near us, but there wasn't. It's New but York and LA. Yeah, we thought there was one in Charlotte for some reason, but there was not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. I, it sucks that they don't let you guys meet there anymore. Like, it's such, it was such a good idea. I mean, I understand weeding people out, you know, if they don't have a certain sub count, like just to make sure that, you know, random people aren't coming in off the street. But still, like, it's, it's such a good idea for the community. They should definitely expand and, you know, be more lenient. Yeah, and see, well, the way it was working out is they were allowing certain groups, like, I guess you could almost say clubs that had channels of a certain genre to meet there. I got to go, um, if you have 10,000 subscribers, or at least back then, if you had 10,000 subscribers or more, you could go and check out the place. Um, I obviously don't even have that now, and that was like a year ago. Um, when I first started going, but I got invited by CZ's world and he's like, Hey, you know, you're in the area. We'd love for you to come. And then, um, don't turn around. Also incorporated, he incorporated me in, into those meetings. And so we got to meet there and I know there were things like the vegan, you know, group where they have vegan channels and stuff like that, but they shut that program down. Um, and they didn't say when they were bringing it back. And as far as I'm aware, they still haven't brought it back. So it's really unfortunate. It's really cool that you're a part of it because when you ask like if we knew about it, I'm like it just sounds like a myth. It sounds like an internet myth that that was even a thing. You were able to be a part of it, so it's just so cool that you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. it really was, and it, I felt super special because I got included with these really big channels. <laughs> I'm like, I don't belong here, but thank you so much, guys. And you know, it's interesting because when I went there, because it was just horror on YouTube in general. You have a lot of these people who are like filmmakers and, you know, they like work on series and they're more visual because, hello, YouTube is usually visual. Then they met me and some of them couldn't quite comprehend how it is that we do our narrations and we don't have like our faces on there. Because YouTube's usually about seeing people's faces and actions and things like that, whereas for a lot of the narration community you never get to see the person behind, like the face of the person behind narr the narrations. Um, if you get footage, it's stock footage. So to them, it was kind of like bizarre what we do here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just a part of YouTube where voice is more important than visual. So yeah, but exactly. Swamp told us last night, like he said, he was saying like, yeah, the audio is what matters. It's like a podcast. The visual stuff doesn't matter for that for, hurt your like, feelings too, Ethan. I mean, I have a problem. Like, I really like the idea of doing the whole filmmaking thing, but at the same time, 
did business. And one of the things with like businesses, you got to have your like most viable product, like the easiest way to put something out. And it's so easy to try to like overdo stuff in a channel. I mean, I thought about for October and this would be like really different is just like, like our Patreon video we just released is like our, is a, it's based on a true story, but it's written by me and it's written more from like, it's more written like a no sleep story from like the person's perspective. So I was thinking about doing like long, like 30 minute compilations just to see how they do mm-hmm. in October. It depends how fast I could write and churn it out and still <laughs> like have it kind of be decent. I don't know. We've tried different experiments in the past, but it's a real struggle to keep up, I guess. Ours is like quality versus quantity, but you have like, I mean, even Sir Spooks last week was talking about how he's going to start extending his videos because I mean, people are releasing like long videos are doing really well. So in ours are, we've, we've increased it. We've doubled the size of our videos recently. <laughs> it's a lot. Like we went from like four to five minutes to where we've been eight to 10 lately. And some have even been past that. We had our longest one Blake did with a uh, unit, a Europe history one. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot for us. Cause I mean, it's all written, filmed and all that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, um, it is. It is difficult to know what, what YouTube wants sometimes. Um, you're right that the longer videos do seem to do well. But in your situation, you were saying you guys write and you basically do everything. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not as easy as, you know, me going and recording a story that I found online and then putting some stock footage on it. So <sighs> I feel like YouTube's very confused. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, but I mean, looking at, like, I've been watching Mr. Ramsey a whole lot, but watching his growth and what he's been able to do and churn out, it's, I shouldn't say churn out in a bad way, in a good way. Um, it's impressive, and it really helps. And it's made me try to think differently, but I don't want to lose at the same time what we're doing. So I think October will be a good month to try to experiment. So, I think I October is a perfect month to experiment. Um, I know even the other channels that are not horror use that month to experiment. And they're like, hey... We usually do countdowns on movies, so let's talk about, you know, let's focus this entire month on scary movies, even though, you know, that's not usually what they do. So I think October is definitely a perfect month to experiment with other spooky avenues. Yeah. I'm excited. October is my month. I've always been a Halloween person, so I'm, I'm excited about it. It, makes, <laughs> it gets me in the mood to make more videos, so we'll have to do something. I think it yeah. does for a lot of us. Um, if I could go back to that question where you guys, because I think it was Carrie who brought it up, but that question where you guys asked me if I regret anything in regards to the interviews, um, <laughs> I wish I had been bigger or maybe more aggressive when I first started the interviews because there's a few of the folks who you know were staples in this genre, like Lazy Masquerade and um, Corpse Husband and you know a few other names that aren't as active now and I wish I would have had the opportunity to interview them then. And I did reach out to a couple of them. I actually did um, reach out to Lazy Masquerade and he was super, super nice. Um, He turned me down because I think that was at the time where he was starting to slow down with his updates, but he said he would love to include me in something he was putting out. Um, But there are other names out there where it's like, I wish I would have already started the interview so I would have had that chance to interview them when they were very when they were like symbols of the community right so that is a regret i have 
Yeah. I think the interview process is like the coolest, coolest thing. Like it's, we got the live stream idea from Goodnight Goosebumps. I don't know when our first, first guest was After Dark Analysis and we did The Shining and it kind of evolved from there from having a topic. We had Apex TV that wanted to be interviewed and that was like our first like, I don't know if it's our first straight where we made it more based on our interview, but it helps a whole lot to have a structure, be able to talk about different things, be able to tell people in different ways for people who don't do their own streams or anything. But it helps, like if someone doesn't want to do a full collaboration, you could be like, hey, would you want to be interviewed or would you want to do this? And it helps promote things in an easier way. Like it's a natural way to make content without putting as much effort into it as other things, at least for us. And we still put a decent amount into the like the outline. You got your outline the latest of anyone lately. I'm really <laughs> Did sorry about that. Did you guys get revenge there? Because no. I gave you guys yours last week. <laughs> no, yours was fine. And yours was like super easy because we were coming off of a stream. So it was like the best way to do it ever. So it was not. It was just I had a really busy time at work. Usually I have them done by like Wednesday, Thursday morning at the latest. But it was just like hectic. And I wanted to make it a little bit different. I didn't want to just like... The first idea for like just interviewing you, I almost was like in a mirror the questions and just copy. I'm like, that's kind of lame. So I just started started from scratch. And that's how I try to do it. Just open a blank document and just put down random questions and then try to structure them from there or pull questions I've used before. So it's a little bit different and we don't get too like systematic about it. So yeah, see, I try to do that to some extent. It depends on how much I know the narrator that I'm talking to. Um, like, I feel like to some extent, I kind of did personalize it to you guys. But then there's other narrators where I really don't know very much about you. I love your content, but I don't really know anything outside of that. Like, you don't even seem to be on Twitter. So then they get more generic questions. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. If it's a, someone we don't really know, unless it's someone like we look up to, like Apex TV, because him doing that was a really big surprise. Usually I try Aww. to base it around a different, like, theme. So make a theme and go from there, and they maybe try to insert their own personality. Like, uh, Mr. Ramsey was a big one for us of just, like, all right, you're going to be on stream, we're going to talk about Scottish <laughs> stuff, and we're just going to hang out, because that's that's pretty much the plan. I hope you're up for it, staying up late, your time. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but, he's pretty cool about that. Yeah, yeah I noticed was, that for, for what you guys sent me, I think the theme was paranormal, which, funny enough, we actually haven't really talked about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I saw that... Uh, there's a few of the questions you had that were in regards to the paranormal. That was actually next on the outline. So do you believe in the paranormal or are you a skeptic? What are your thoughts? Have you had any encounters? <sighs> okay. So here's the thing I have, a like, I mean, I already said my whole thing on, I'm a weirdo, but I do believe in the paranormal, but not in the way that most people do. Um, I'm going to, not to get religious or anything, but I have this idea of religion that the way that things are explained by the Bible, which is the book that most people seem to believe in, um, it, they're, they're, ha they're not their must, but to me, it's possible that there's a way that these are like scientific occurrences or what we call as scientific occurrences, but they were explained in religious terms, if that makes sense. I'm not doing a very good job at explaining this. Like, no, you're doing fine. <laughs> most people don't know how to react and we're like, share their own thoughts on religion. They just go to church and nod their head or they just say, no, I don't believe in that. It's very like polar. Not that, I don't know. People don't really share their thoughts, so keep going. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so you know how people 
think of angels and things like that. Like, what's to say angels aren't the same thing as the aliens we talk about now? Um, so kind of incorporating science and religion is the way that I view things. And that kind of extends to the paranormal where people sometimes look at the paranormal like, okay, these are souls of people who have passed on and there's that whole view of death and usually it incorporates religion. The way I look at the paranormal is like, okay, well, we're all made up of energy, right? This energy goes somewhere, whether it be back into the earth or maybe in the form of ghosts or spirits. So maybe that is what the paranormal is. It's just us not being able to understand what happens to us when we pass away or the fact that different dimensions kind of interact with each other. And maybe that's what shadow people are. So yeah, that's the way I view the paranormal. (laughs) It's an interesting way to look at it. Like, so there's lots of different ways you could go with that. Even like in the, the second matrix movie, they explain like vampires and stuff where like ghosts as like other variations of the matrix that carried over into this new one, or you can even look at different like parallel universes you have that idea that maybe things you see in the corner of your eye like shadow people is when like two universes like ripple together or even like the Mandela effect when things transfer over things are kind of colliding and exchanging so a lot of people try to explain the paranormal in a more like scientific way but I mean definitely if you think about I mean just religion and older books in general they like they share common themes of how they explain things because I mean people really didn't know as much what's going on so I mean if you just look at like the Jewish diet and everything like that's, I mean, that's a good godly way to live if you're Jewish, but it's also like a good way to live like a healthy, clean, sterile life when you don't know what a healthy, clean, sterile life is for like the benefits, (laughs) like naturally, (laughs) like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't mix these things together if you want to be healthy. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a different way to explain things and like separate yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I I do believe in the paranormal. And I think there's a question where it asks, have I ever had any paranormal encounters? Yeah. Um, so yes, I've had a paranormal encounter before. And I lived in a very old house when I was about nine. My parents were actually renting it. Um, and at school, I'd heard a rumor that there were people who had actually died in that house. Um, while I was living there, and it was mostly my older sister who had these instances, but there was sh- there was like a shadow man in the house. Yeah. The, you know how people talk about the, the they see like a shadow person that looks like he's wearing a hat and a coat. Yeah, that was almost I almost used that. I was looking at that this morning, literally at thumbnails, and it kept co- coming up just for while I was searching, and I'm like, this is really creepy, and I read about it. So yeah. Yeah. So there was one of those in that house. Um, really. And, you know, sometimes he would open the fridge or move things around. And Well, we're assuming it was the same entity, but yeah. Um, there was one of those. Uh, as I got older, because I had no idea what, you know, that shadow people were a thing until I joined this community, actually. Um, but as I got older, I got curious about the house I used to live in because we actually ended up moving out of that house. Um, there were, like, a lot of family issues we had in that house. And I... I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it was because there was something in the house. Um, some people might think that because I, I think I've read encounters where there's a correlation between negative energy and like these shadow people in, in homes. Um, but yeah, we we had a lot of issues in that house. We ended up moving out of it. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I actually bothered looking up if there really 
or any murders or a lot of deaths around that place because it was a mixture of different rumors I heard about that street corner because the house was on a, on a busy street corner. And one of them also involved Christmas. So I ended up finding that on that street corner, there was like a massive accident with this van that was full, like it was an entire family, um, that most of them died there because like a drunk driver ran into them. So I wondered if that ever had any correlation to like the negative energy in the house or the, the shadow person. And then when I joined this community, I learned that there was, this was a thing. It wasn't just like there was one shadow person in this house and it was a spirit. Like there's different people who encounter the same form of shadow person with the hat and the coat. So yeah, that's my that, paranormal story. <laughs> did that make you like, did that freak you out more knowing that the other people had seen it, like validating it? Or did it kind of ease you knowing that you're not the only no, one? No, it freaked me out. Okay. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> freaked me out because it was down to what the guy silhouette looked like you know it wasn't like okay shadow people in general it was like no he wears a hat oh my god other people have seen this thing too it's it, it was terrifying so did that validate it more in your mind that it was more real <sighs> i don't know that i ever doubted that it was real i really? think it was just wow. like yeah i mean i know that i was young but i don't think i ever doubted that it was real not just because my sister would see him more often than us. My sister yeah. was a teenager at that time, but more of the fact that he would move things, like he would hear the refrigerator close and there was nobody in the kitchen, like things like that. Mm. I'm like, well, you know, a fridge door is kind of heavy, so. Yeah, they have some suction to them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess he liked to eat or something. But um, yeah, it, it actually. <laughs> It actually freaked me out even more that other people have seen the same exact shape. I wonder what it all means, honestly. <sighs> That's the thing. Like, we'll never really know. I mean, I don't think there's ever really a way to find out what happens after you die, if that is what it is, if it is a ghost or something that happened that stemmed from a human. Like, I don't know. It's definitely creepy. I, do, I would love, love, love to see evidence of someone actually getting a video of this happening. That's like irresputable. Like, what sort of like for indisputable proof undeniable just photoshop man you, you can't trust anything on the internet i know photoshop's well, too good here's the thing there is one video out there that honestly i i wonder if it was photoshopped how it could have been photoshopped um and it was actually filmed in the 80s it's on a vcr tape and it actually happened in a place not too far from where i live <laughs> um but it's like this dark mass that kind of just forms, I think, if I recall correctly. And you can tell it's coming from a VCR tape. So how are you going to, I don't know, I don't, I'll link you guys to it if I find Definitely it. Definitely do. And then you guys can tell me if, you know, how you think this could have been Photoshopped. Because I know with VCRs, it's not like you can just go in there and just mess with things, you know. It's not like digital media nowadays. No, I mean, like I've kind of kept up with video editing and stuff like that for a few years. I know just, you know, back then, unless you were a high end, you know, company, I doubt people had access to tools to make that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah, it, it definitely was creepy. Um, I wonder why they were hats though. That's always been a curious thing. Like, why do you wear hats and why does it look like you're wearing a coat from the 1930s? So I've yeah, have you heard of the dream guy that people see in their dreams? It's a, like a consensus 
that most people dream of this one certain guy. And if you see a picture of him, like it's like 75% of people will say they've seen him before. Just if so you the thing boy. is, that one I actually was able to trace back. And that one started as a creepypasta. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like like the Slenderman ones where people are like, no, he, you know, he's been around for forever. And actually, Slenderman was written, I don't know, like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of those. The the dream guy is started as, as a story, as a creepypasta. And then it evolved from there. And now people just think they see him because they've actually seen this image. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. That kind of reminds me. And also talking about the whole, you know, experiencing something and not knowing that everyone else has done it too. Uh, sleep paralysis. Have you ever had any experiences oh. with that? Mm, I don't know. I hope not. I That's have, bad. look, I had a dream. I, I'm hoping it's a dream because if I really had sleep paralysis, that's terrifying because um, I know how bad it can get for some people. But I had a dream where I felt like I couldn't move and I was in my room and it was at night. So I'm not sure if it really was a dream or if I really was experiencing sleep paralysis. And it was actually rather recent. So it honestly it could have been sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, I get it a lot, like to the point oh, where it's kind of ridiculous. Ouch. But uh, just the other day, like my dad was over, you know, helped me work on the house and I took a nap on the couch and had it four times in like 30 minutes. But it's just, I don't think it's paranormal. It's just your, uh, basically when you fall asleep, your body kind of paralyzes itself so you don't reenact your dreams. Because, and that's kind of where sleepwalking comes from. If your body isn't, you know, out of the picture, then you'll start reenacting your dreams. Sleep paralysis is the opposite where you're, Mind wakes up, but your body's still asleep. Yeah. So, but it's de it definitely sucks. But like uh, when I first started having it, I was probably a teenager. And, you know, I'd hear things, see things. And I was like, oh, demons. There's a demon. <laughs> I guess this is just life now. And then I started looking online and other people are like, oh, yeah, I, I heard this when it happened. And it sounded just like this. I'm like, oh, man, people are hearing the same exact things. So it's, it's definitely... I don't know if it helped me or hurt me more, <laughs> but it's definitely creepy to know that it's not just a me thing. But yeah, hopefully. Well, at least you know you're not alone in your plight, right? Yeah, it's like everyone's just suffering at night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's I feel like it's becoming more and more common. I wonder if technology has anything to do with that. I it very well could. I know that medication does. Like I've had it before, uh, before I was on any medication. But I noticed uh, when I I've actually got on Adderall at one point, prescribed, I always have to mention that, but it definitely happened way more often when I did that. So I think that has a big part of it. People, weird sleeping schedules uh, affect it a lot. Like if you go home, take a nap, and then try to you know sleep that night, it happens a lot more. If you sleep on your back, it happens a lot. So, But I think people maybe, they're just becoming more aware of it. Some people might be convincing themselves they're having it. I don't know. But it's definitely, you never heard about it until recently. Like my parents thought I was crazy when I talked about it. And now they're like, oh yeah, that's just, a, that's part of life now. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just more awareness. People, like you said, you know, you didn't know it was just you until you saw other people talking about yeah. it in the community. So the internet, just misery loves company. You know, what I've always wondered is if, I don't know, if, sleeping in certain places or certain positions or sleeping, having somebody else next to you makes any difference when you're having sleep paralysis. Like, does it lessen it? Does it increase it? I've always been curious about that. For me, it's only happened around people five times. Four was, you know, the last, the one I was just talking about. But uh, I usually don't have it when I'm with other people. So it's only happened one time. Uh, it, 
I've gotten really good at snapping myself out of it because a lot of people they'll use like their hand, like to, like the only thing you can really move is like your pinky, and like oh, if wow. you move it enough, it'll snap you out of it. But uh, for me, I've like I can kind of twitch my head and just I'm out of it. So okay. I'm I'm used to it, but it does definitely happen more when I'm alone, which wow. is just crappy. Yeah. <laughs> And in that aspect, it does make it sound more paranormal. And it's like if it's something that I just have, you know, neural, you know, if it's a brain issue, you would think it would happen regardless. But, yeah, neurological issue. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a video about that if you guys want to watch that. It's one of our <laughs> earlier videos. It's a little cringy. Yeah. She, what happened? Is she, is she dying? She's uh, hedgehogging right now. I can't grab her. I took her out. Oh, and then I zoomies? Her. Yeah, that's what they call it, uh, hedgehogging. It's when she just runs around in circles really fast. Gotcha. Yeah, we call it after like Sonic the Hedgehog. She just oh, how really cute. Cool. Yeah. Navi does it too. But I guess, yeah, the zoomies, that's pretty accurate. But, so, hold on. All right, a couple more questions. If you have time. Uh, sorry. I'm here that however long you guys need me. <laughs> I cleared my whole schedule. Thank you. That's awesome. All right, I was gonna plan on trying to stop it in like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, like right at the the half half hour, so we get two hours if we can make it that far. If people are still interested, but so hold on. So, what's the hardest part about being a YouTuber? Like, what does? How do you find the time, and how do you how do you manage it? You know, it's really difficult. As far the time is the most trying thing, um, because. I have a full-time job and I know other people have full-time jobs and they have kids and I wonder how in the world they do it because if I had kids, I wouldn't be able to do this. I just wouldn't. Um, so that's why, I mean, even now, I, that's why I can't upload regularly because time is definitely an issue. Um, and then rendering takes a long time too. So it's like, okay, am I gonna, I can't sleep while the computer is like glowing and doing its thing. So yeah. It's, it's a real problem. I think that's the biggest part that's difficult about being a YouTuber. Yeah, kids, I couldn't imagine it. Like, we both have full-time jobs, no kids. But Goodnight Goosebumps was telling me, I mean, he's got kids. Yeah, commutes, I like, know a ridiculous how Goose does it. No, Goose is insane. Like, it is crazy how much he gets done. Yeah, but, I agree. No, kids. Oh, man. It just seems like you have to give up your dreams for kids. So it seems like... Uh, <laughs> YouTube would be the first thing going. Yeah. <laughs> for some people, having kids is a dream, though. Like, it's, you know, something they want to fulfill. So, I mean, I've thought about that. Like, one of the reasons why, like, a lot of people are coming out with, like, they have anxiety and it's crazy. And I've thought maybe one of the reasons is since, like, people are getting married later and later in life and a lot of people are having kids later, that maybe it's, like, you know, your whole, like, you need to spread your genes and have kids thing. It's messing with you. So you're having it later in life. You're like, what's my purpose? Because so many people are conflicted. Like, what's your purpose in life? And maybe deep down it is like have kids, just be a family person. But you don't realize that. So you're still lost. Like, what should I do with my life? Kids sometimes give people purpose. Like, oh, I need to put my nose to the ground, have this career. It sounds like a 16-year-old's so. like depressed 16 year olds uh goal there like let me have a kid because i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i can <laughs> no, get on honestly, mtv yeah exactly teen mom <laughs> no i'm not endorsing teen pregnancy by the way by any means i'm actually not endorsing 
people having kids when in they general. can't afford them. And I think <laughs> in general, yeah. don't have kids. No, no, no. no. Get a no, dog. I, mean, I think the reason people are having children later on in life is because one, they're either fulfilling <laughs> their dreams while, you know, they're still younger. And then later on, they're like, okay, I've done all, all the, or most of the things that I've wanted to do in my life. So now I can settle down and have a child or because of money. And that's why the smarter folks, the more educated folks are choosing to have children later on in life or not have them all, at all because their dreams don't involve kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, getting a dog really curved anything I would have had. Like, <laughs> getting a dog. That's another common issue. And that's why, you know, our, uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called, but it's basically the replenishing level, the tipping point of our um, population has gone below the level where we can replenish it the same way um, because people are choosing to have dogs <laughs> or not have kids at all. It's like the same as having a kid, except the kid grows up super fast. So you just get through the shitting in the floor parts so quick. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, they're cuddly. Like they don't eat as much. It's, it's really a win-win. I'm not going to cost as much. They're so kind <laughs> of expensive, but and then you don't have as many surprise bills as I imagine kids have. So, well, see, the thing about kids, though, is they eventually grow up and move out. Whereas pets, you they don't grow up like that, and they have pass away in like 10, 12 years. So yeah, that's they the never tell you they hate you, and they don't love you <laughs> when they're teenagers. <laughs> and see, the thing with dogs for a while is that you can leave them at home with food and water and their necessities, and you're good. You leave a kid like that at home, and you got CPS on you. <laughs> It's so dramatic. It's like, geez, you just you let a dog outside half the day unattended. It's fine. Let a kid outside half the day. Oh no, <laughs> drama queen. I know. Children are so weak. I gave it a bowl of water. Damn. Oh yeah. my gosh. <sighs> but yeah, Carrie talks. Yeah, Carrie was saying how much she appreciates you. So thank you for spending time with us. Yeah, we appreciate you too. It's yeah. awesome that you decided to. Oh yeah, of course, on. no problem. Thank you so much, Carrie. Carrie's such a cheerleader for this community, honestly. And Carrie knows all the secrets I hear. Yeah, yeah she does. It's a little intimidating. Good thing I haven't put any secrets out there because I hear she knows them all. <laughs> I saw a thing. I was on an old video from like maybe 2016. And I saw Carrie was like the top comment on. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is impressive. That was really cool. So so do you have, how do you deal with like haters, creeps, or weird comments on YouTube? Since it is kind of being hard being like a female YouTuber. Um, so here's the thing. It's actually the interviews have, that have earned me the most trouble. Because I've been accused before of using the interviews to grow as a channel. And um, I'm not going to say which youtuber but there i i had a big youtuber that's really well known on one of my streams and i had somebody so i i don't know if you guys remember the whole sarah ha app where people did like the the confessions and stuff the anonymous confessions somebody accused me of being a d writer for that uh that particular uh narrator because i had them on my stream and i'm like and then I've had people more publicly, not anonymously on Twitter, just accuse me of using the interviews to grow. And I'm sitting here thinking like, pretty sure I interview channels of all sizes, number one. And number two, look at my sub count. Yes, I've interviewed people with thousands and even a million subscribers, but look at my sub count. So don't, don't come to me with those things. Um, 
I do have a bit of a temper. I am a bit of a firecracker. Which really? Trust you me. have a temper? I didn't know that. That's actually <laughs> something I did not know. So you seem so that better be sarcasm. <laughs> wow, um, that that's a surprise for today. I would not have guessed that. So what what makes you mad? Does that make you mad or what what bothers you? Um, initially it did upset me because I was like, hello, like the whole point of my interviews are to both show you these big narrators, you know, and also expose you to new smaller channels. And you're basically telling me I'm going against everything my interviews stand for. So initially it really did upset me. And there was like an exchange on Twitter, um, in regards to that. But eventually I'm like, why am I wasting my energy in this? They're just, you know, one of them was mad because I didn't interview him. And the other one after that was just a whole bunch of bandwagoners. So I just kind of moved on with my life. But yeah, initially it really did anger me because it went against everything I was trying to do. Yeah. Haters going to hate. Yeah, haters going to hate. And then as far as the weird comments, oh my God. I'm sure. <laughs> oh no. If I sent you guys screenshots of this stuff, like I had somebody mm, about three, four months ago that was sending me essays in email form about things that I mean one of them may as well have been his life story <laughs> and then the other one was like hey I'm drunk and I'm sending you this and I'm foreign and it just I don't know it was just it was all very very bizarre um that was one of them um I, in that confession I guess I was asking for this by doing the whole Sarah Hawk confession thing I got some really interesting confessions. I had a guy who was telling me that he wanted to be my footstool and all of these. Yeah. Yeah. I should that part of the internet, <laughs> that part of the internet, um, you know, and just people, I don't know if I attract weirdos or whatever. I'm sure other girls get this, but I feel like I get the extra weird ones. Um, yeah. Somebody wanted to be my maid. Um, Somebody wanted to be my personal ass kisser. I look, it just you get the idea. <laughs> you can get those. That's yeah, great. Per, apparently so. Personal ass kisser. Taking it for granted. <laughs> there was that. Um, what else? Just really, really odd happenings with people messaging me. Um, you should do like a top ten video on this or something like that, where you just talk about <laughs> top ten creepers. Yeah. But that might attract um, more people because they might want to like be on volume two. So, so I'm actually going to tie this into one of your other questions about like one of the, what is it, most disturbing things that's happened to me in real life. I think that's yeah. what you guys are asking. Yeah. So I See, don't look, know. You maybe... right there. You're good. <laughs> you're prepared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so one of the disturbing things, and maybe like I said, I'm just a magnet for weirdos. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I had – an instance when I was in college because I actually was a transfer student. So I first went to my local community college and then I transferred to a big official university. Um, but it was, I think it was my last semester there actually of all things, my last semester. And I had been there for a while already. Um, there was this girl, I don't know what her deal was. I used to like to hang out in front of the library in the quad by myself. Um, and I was just sitting there hanging out on a bench and there was this girl who was talking to a couple other people, but there's something about her that seemed off. And maybe I just glanced at her in passing the wrong way or something. She comes up to me. She's wearing like this tiny off-brand backpack. I don't know why I remember that. Don't ask me. 
she's trying to get my attention and I'm kind of trying to ignore her because I thought she was on something. There just some, there seemed to be something wrong with the girl. And finally, she gets up close to me and she decides to start rubbing her body all over me. What? Yeah. For no damn reason. Did she say anything to you or did she just get close and start rubbing herself? She on like, you? first she was trying to get my attention. And like I said, I kind of ignored her. So maybe that kind of pissed her off. So then she decided to start rubbing her body on me while I was sitting on this bench. And I'm like trapped in this bench. And I'm like, how do I get away? <laughs> it wow. was the most awkward, disturbing moment of my life. And I'm like, this girl has to be high. She has to be on something. And it's not weed. Okay. No, that's so. like bath salts. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like this five foot tall girl. And then there's this other girl who was definitely taller than me, just rubbing herself all on me. And I feel trapped. I'm just trying to get away from her. And I kind of just walk away really quickly, feeling super awkward about the whole thing and like still trying to process what the hell just happened. And then she's following me. She's like stalking she followed me. You? Yeah, she followed me and she was still trying to rub herself what? on me. And at one point, I think I like wanted to punch her or hit her. Like it all just happened so strangely. And I, I actually find one of the campus police officers. I walk up to him. I was like, look, this girl's chasing me. And he saw, I think he actually saw what happened. And then he got involved. So as far as I was aware, the officers on campus are supposed to be real cops. This is yeah. how I find yeah. out they're not real cops. What? Because they're trying to chase her around. Um, or actually, no, no, no. He comes and he tells me, he's like, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, what? I just wear this badge I for just fun. Kind of, yeah. I just, just let her know. finish. <laughs> there's nothing I, I can do. What, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? And then I think they ended up calling the real, or no, he told me. He's like, yeah, unless you want to perform a citizen's arrest, there's nothing we can really do. And I'm like, what are you? You're a cop. You just saw everything that happened. That's where he kind of let slip. He's like, look, we're not really police officers. I'm like, what? You're wearing their uniform. He had a badge. He's like, yeah, but we're not actually allowed to arrest anybody. So somehow the actual cops came over and got involved. Like there was actual an actual patrol that came over. And they went over there and they talked to her. And I don't know if she got hostile or violent with them but they were chasing her around campus there was like a video of this by the way of her being the chased around cops. campus yeah and then the yeah. real cops could find you we're not actually the real cops either. <laughs> we're just cosplaying <laughs> pretty much right and then um so i think she got violent with one of the cops she actually hit him so they're chasing her around campus there's a video of this somewhere out there i wonder if i still have it in my old blackberry um but they actually ended up arresting her because she hit one of the cops. Um, and I approached one of the police officers. I'm like, he told me he's not allowed to arrest her because she, he's not a real police officer. He's like, that is correct, ma'am. It's not that he's not a real police officer. It's, he's not allowed to arrest her. And until she hit the cop, there was a point in between there. I'm sorry that this is so choppy. It was a while ago. Um, there was a point in between there where even the cops themselves are like, well, we didn't see anything, so we can't handcuff her we can't take her in i'm like well he saw it and he's wearing one of your uniforms and i was totally outraged and they're like yeah but he can't really basically give any input on this and i'm like why do you have these people standing around if there's nothing they can do is it just because oh a show of authority and pretend you know police officer uniforms but no, uh yeah they took her in 
in because of that. And um, I actually went in and and um, found out to the mini police station on campus. Um, the next day, I was like, <laughs> just a cardboard house. It was like <laughs> come well. the police station. <laughs> um, I I went in and I asked what happened with her because I was curious to know if the girl was on drugs or not. I was pretty damn certain she was on drugs. I mean, come on, you hit a police officer, you got to be on something, and you rubbed yourself all over some stranger. Um, so they actually told me they took her in to like check her blood work, and there was nothing in her blood. So this girl was what? just flat out crazy. She yeah. might have been schizophrenic, or like starting off being like schizophrenic. Who knows? But in between the cops chasing her and all that, I also was approached by one of her friends, and he's like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "Well, you're, you know, the girl." And he's like, "I know her." And I'm like, "Are you her friend?" And he's like, "Kind of." I was like, well, you saw what just happened. He's like, yeah. I was like, is she on drugs? He's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But he just, he was, he seemed surprised at what the hell was going on. And the, the cops told me, I'm like, well, is there anything I can do against her? Because hello, she decided to kind of invade my personal space. And they're like, well, you could press charges and take her to court if you want. And I'm like, this is my last semester here. I am leaving this city. I'm transferring like six hours away. So I don't have time for this. I had to let it go. I mean, you might have done her a favor. I mean, she might have gotten some sort of attention from that without like a criminal record. So it might have helped her in the long run, hopefully. Some say that she's still out there rubbing people today. She might be. Maybe, but it was just so awkward and disturbing. How did somebody just come up to you and start rubbing themselves on you in a very inappropriate manner? Well, we had a ghost tour in Louisiana where... Uh, a it wasn't even a ghost tour. It was a cemetery tour where yeah. this guy did that. Yeah. A random guy in a suit, like a dress, uh, dress shirt, tie, all that stuff, just walks up and starts humping one of the people. With his with, pants um, undone. He didn't have anything oh. out, but his belt and stuff was unbuckled. And the tour guide was not very like, hey, don't do that. It was more like, we're going to scoot over here. And then he just proceeded to go hump a, a parking meter. and yeah. park it like a bed. Okay, not to down talk anybody, but I'm not surprised about Louisiana. Oh, it's it's an experience. <sighs> I know. That's Trust actually, me. oh man, Navi's wearing the shirt. But uh, we went on another ghost tour uh, that night. Well, not sorry, not that night, I don't think. Anyway. It was that no, night. No, it was it was that <laughs> night because we were like, oh man, it's gonna be the same tour company because the first tour was very meh, and we thought it was gonna suck because the first one sucked, but the second one was good, and then this crazy thing happened that Blake's about to say. Yeah, so <laughs> New Orleans is a crazy place, and yeah, uh, the ghost sure. the ghost tour guy was like, look, it's nighttime in New Orleans. If something crazy happens, we have to have a plan. He's like, if something crazy happens, our safe word is pineapple. Is like if you hear me say pineapple, run away. Uh, if the problem is with me, you run away from me. If the problem's with something else, just run with me, and we'll get away from it. And we're like, you know, whatever. You know, he said this. It, when you actually visit New Orleans, you're like, yeah, this is probably, you know, a good thing to do. Well, we're going through the tour. Everything's fine, and then suddenly you just hear a smack, and you hear, "Have you ever even loved me before?" And uh, <laughs> We're like, what? And we turn around and this man and his wife, the man had just gotten hit by this Asian lady who was apparently his mistress. 
Oh my God. That he had either met in New Orleans or brought with him to New Orleans. And she just went off on him. She was like, You told me you love me. Who is this? Like, kept going on and on. Oh and, my God. And the tour guide is just like, Pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> and uh, so we all ran away. Let me let me find the shirt. Hold up. I got this on video too. So it's going to be, we're going to have a people of New Orleans video because these are our only, we had like a good five encounters that we have on camera. So. Gonna be a pretty cool video. It gonna, sounds like it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But people in New Orleans, they sure are friendly. And you be a so, little too friendly sometimes. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Pineapple. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So yeah, it was a good time. We're gonna we're gonna release a video with that in it. So it was it's great. I don't know if we you had a we had it at the beginning of a live stream when we were in New Orleans, like right after it just happened called like people in New Orleans or something. So it's it's kind of on our channel already if, you, if people are dying to see it. If not, it's going to be in a new video with a little bit better quality instead of just like streamed from a, like a desktop view. So it's, <laughs> it was intense because it was just like out of nowhere. And like I had noticed the Asian lady before and I thought she was part of the group. And I was filming the guide Cause like when we get stories, like we go on ghost tours to hear stories and compare them to like the internet and other sources. So I was already filming it. And so I just turn and I get it. It's kind of choppy cause I'm like the worst filmer. So And we weren't supposed to be filming. So he was yeah. trying to be incognito. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. I'm glad you say that. But literally on the last, last stream, Blake was like, Ethan, even with the gimbal, your stuff is shaky. <laughs> so... I struggle, man. I have like I don't keep keep anything focused. But you can see the guy. The guy's just like hands in his pockets, like, well, they know now. <laughs> he didn't even really react to it. He was kind of just like, oh, this is my life. So Yeah, so New Orleans is a crazy place, but yeah, it's definitely more expected there. I saw things there I would never see in you know anywhere else. But yeah, I think it's a little weirder when you hear about a girl doing it. That's just a little more rare. <laughs> Yeah, so a girl just randomly rubbing herself all over you. So odd. Oh, me. So strange. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that didn't happen to us. I'm sorry it happened to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to film this kind of stuff. Next time, just pull out your phone and be like, all right, whatever. These will get Then people would think it's a video of another nature. <laughs> Watch as the crazy college girl comes out from her habitat to hump on an unsuspecting woman. Yeah, Truly pretty much. <laughs> So did other people see this and just ignore it? Like when it yeah, first started? You know, um, it's that whole, like, I forget what the psychological term is for it, but yeah, the, they were standing by and didn't do anything. They just, Man. this is normal. Apparently. So, I mean, I had quite a few stories in that college, honestly, the other ones weren't as terrifying, but I did have like two stalkers on that campus. And I mean, one of them wasn't really threatening. It was just annoying. And the other one was just creepy because he was quiet and just stare. So, <laughs> yeah. Those are the best ones. Yay for community college. Don't go to community yeah. college, kids. Just go straight to the regular school, regular university. You save, you save so much money, though. And it's you get so easy gen, gen ed classes if you didn't have, uh, what do you call it? What's, I didn't go to public school. What's the, what's the advanced classes? AP classes? That's yeah, what it's AP called classes. in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, it's a good. You save a lot of money, though. I saved a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's a good time, and especially if you don't know what you're doing and still like want to go to college and live at home, it's better than racking up debt. Because I, I do agree. The whole I, there's a debt conspiracy to to put you guys down. It's <laughs> so true. 
So here, let's leave this in towards the last couple of things. Like, do you have any advice for young adults or future YouTubers, like people trying to follow their dream or decide what they want to do in life? So how can I make this sound positive? <laughs> um, young adults, don't, don't take yourself too seriously when you're in high school. It's, you know, in like a year or five years after you finish high school, it, None of it matters. It's huge. Like, okay, the popular kids were so popular then, but they're probably just regular people after. So that's my advice to young adults. Definitely work hard in school and everything, but don't think that that's the rest of your life because it's not. High school doesn't really define you. Like, you know, the sitcoms would like you to think or the shows on MTV would like you to think. What really defines you, I think, is your college experience. And if you're not going to go to college, man. <laughs> If you're not going to go to college, I, I understand because there's so many people with college degrees right now that can't even find jobs. Um, just make sure that you're getting experience in some field while you're in high school. That's going to help you get a job after college because experience does count for a lot. As far as YouTube, my advice for future YouTubers is think of this as a platform to show what you're trying to share somewhere else um i don't disrespect this is no disrespect on anybody who's making a living off of this but i think youtube is making it more and more difficult um whereas it really does kind of have to be a hobby now and if you make money of it cool but don't make this your whole livelihood make sure you have a backup plan or make sure you're just exposing your art here that's stored somewhere else that's that's I really get answered. That's that's an amazing way to put it. So, I mean, I didn't get to mention this earlier when you're talking about how people say you just kind of like use the interviews to build your channel. Like people don't understand how much it takes. Like when you get a collaboration or anything, no matter what the size of the YouTuber is, it's not going to be like instant success. I mean, the channels that do seem like they have overnight success, even most of them have like a good backlog of videos. Yep, I mean, exactly. Consistency know. is key to grow on YouTube. So talking about other platforms, where can people find you? Do you have other places you post or where are you the most active? I am incredibly active on Twitter. <laughs> That's where I'm most active, honestly. And um, anybody who wants to collaborate or share ideas or thoughts or their work with me, usually Twitter is a place to go. Um, I do try to be responsive on email, but it's a lot easier on Twitter to reach out and say, hey, I thought you should interview this person or, hey, you know, I have this story. Would you like to read it? You know, it's it's usually Twitter. Cool. Do you want to throw out your Twitter handle, get them followers? It's at blue, you know, like the color, underscore Margbot. There's a funny story to that. What's the funny story? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wanted the at Margbot handle but it told me that it was taken and i'm like i must find this person who took the at markbot handle it's actually been shut down so whoever had it they did something that got them shut down because it's just i think it says deactivated or i don't know what banned maybe mm -hmm. it's banned but i yeah if you look it up there is no at markbot i wish i could have it though i wish i could request it i hear back in the good old days you could request ones that were shut down by other people but I guess they don't listen anymore. So, if you're big enough, they will. Because like, like on the H3 podcast, Ninja like detailed how he got Ninja everything on as his handle and how he went through. So, if you're someone like, 
I think even now you could probably at least try it, like send Twitter an email. Yeah, be like, hey, you know, this is my brand. I don't know yeah, who got a band or why. Yeah, I mean, you have a YouTube channel too, so it probably would help. I mean, you shouldn't have told people. Now other people might be like trying to get it from you. Just kept that on a DL. I just emailed Twitter. So like, hey, I need Margbot. <laughs> Franchising. Right. Yeah, we'll give you a sweet deal on it. $99. PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what though? I feel like I've had the it would be nice to have the at markbot, but I think I've had at blue underscore markbot so long that it's like moving it over would probably not be the best idea. Yeah. I actually screwed up uh before our last uh interview. Because I was saying, it's like go go check out Blue Markbot because I've been seeing your Twitter so much, I forgot oh. that it wasn't actually your YouTube name. Yeah. So Ethan was like, "That's not her name." <laughs> no worries, no worries. But yeah, definitely. I think go I check said the out. wrong time in that too. I think I said seven thirty instead of eight thirty. I don't even remember because we did seven with uh, Sir Spooks. I would have to look at it so to see. Do you have any last word? Any last words for this before we get off? Thank you so much for taking so much time with us. We really appreciate it. Oh no, no worries. Like I said, I cleared my entire afternoon. I know last time we had like that technical malfunction when I was hanging out with you guys. Um, any last words? I don't know. I mean, you guys, those of you who had not uh, known anything about me before this, you've gotten a real vibe to what my streams are like with these guys, these wonderful gentlemen who brought me on their channel. Um, so, I mean, if you like what you see on the live stream, that's what I do on my interviews. And I mean, the voice is the same on the narrations. I do try to do a little bit more of uh, the sci-fi stories on my channel. Um, so if you're into like the horror sci-fi, I love doing those. So you'll find more than one or two of those on my channel. So definitely check it out. And um, thank you so much, you guys. For inviting me and putting me on the other side of things it's been really nice um being able to to be on the other side <laughs> this is what it feels like and you guys did a wonderful job too at interviewing me i really appreciate that Thanks. you I seem like you freaked out it. about it a little bit on twitter i'm like oh man she doesn't seem that cool with it what should i do should i come up with another idea i don't know <laughs> you know i actually did it to put you guys like kind of like i don't know make you scramble a little because you guys didn't initially tell me that and I was like, are they going to try to interview me? Because they didn't say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, because I know that's what you guys have been doing lately. So I was talking to one of the other creators. I was like, you know, they didn't say they were interviewing me. So if they like just spring it on me during the interview, I'm going to make a total scene out of it. And then just, you know. <laughs> you should have. I wish you had. <laughs> if you want to ask me questions, you have to talk to my agent. Okay. Okay. Click. <laughs> no that's awesome we really appreciate you uh rolling with it yeah. of course this has been really fun yeah i have a really bad problem where i just assume people know what i'm thinking so like even with swamp last night <laughs> does like, i do i just assume like people are on the same page with me like swamp like we talked about thursday but i meant to confirm with them on thursday and uh i because i'm i messaged blake first kind of i kind of spoke for him i'm like all right i'll reply back when i confirm with blake and then i never did that and then i never really completely confirmed with blake luckily it all worked out but that's oh, kind of no. how we run things i was and working just, on a laptop trying to fix it and i get a text saying you ready for the stream it's like <laughs> yeah, so, okay <laughs> so it's all right gotta work on you you just gotta be on on the ball right yeah. um and i did send you guys that um that link on the vcr ghost 
video. Oh, good. Okay. I want to check um, it out. Try the second one because it's like right at the story. I think there's like a story before that. Um, it was part of like a show. I think it aired on a show and somebody put it in there like back in the 90s or something. Um, but yeah, the one that's time stamped, the second link is the one where I was like, I don't know how they would have Photoshopped that back then. But yeah, be sure to let me know what you guys think. Definitely. I <laughs> definitely. definitely want to check it out. Yeah, cool. Definitely. Well, unless uh, you guys have anything else to say, uh, thanks everyone for watching. We really appreciate you spending your night with us or morning, whatever it is for you guys. But yeah, uh, if you're new to the channel, check us out. You know, we do we do creepy stuff. It's good times. Uh, yeah, so all of our information should be in the description. Did you do that, Ethan? Yeah, actually yes, is. Yes. And no, subscribe to Markbot and hit the bell button so you don't miss out on interviews or her videos. Definitely do it. It's awesome. It's way better than our stuff. And just like looking at just the people watching this, like she has a really really strong community. So it's really cool. And Carrie, I didn't really say this before, but the only reason why this is possible is because Carrie like told us about your tweet when you were talking about people to interview. So before that, like this is all still from Carrie. So I really appreciate <laughs> that. So, and if you have anyone in mind that she should interview or anything, or people you want people to collaborate, be sure to tell the other channel about it because some they might not know anything about the other person. And that helps a lot if they have enough people being like, hey, you should check out this YouTuber because it does make a difference. So. Uh, leave a message, comment, subscribe to everybody. Like it if you haven't already done so. We really yeah. appreciate everyone's time. So yeah, yeah and stay strange, guys. Yeah, definitely. He's <laughs> got cut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, everyone, love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. And as Mark Bot said, stay strange.